You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 75. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Ramback, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. This week, Jamie and I are sharing our favorite working mom hacks, big and little ways in which we've discovered make life just a little bit easier both in terms of work and home. We actually ran out of time recording this episode and have already planned a part two so that we can give you the rest of our hacks. In the meantime, we hope you find these just as helpful to your life as they are to ours. So Jamie, it's been a while since we last recorded a podcast episode. So talk about what you've been up to since the end of August. Yeah, well, we kicked right into the school year. I mean, September just jumped. We jumped right in with um, kids stuff, school stuff, class stuff, everything I felt like just was full steam ahead (laughs) as far as our schedule and our lives went. We just jumped right into the school year. How about you? I'm sure you're dealing with the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Same thing. Same thing. Work was a little crazy with starting some new contracts, getting all of our classes going for the fall, and then, of course, at home, the school schedules starting. But I would say overall, it's been pretty smooth. Everything's just kind of rolling along. Yeah, I think sometimes that's the good part of it is like you just are kind of forced into a routine and a schedule and it is adapt and go and um, survive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think that's the working mom's motto, especially when you are also uh, maintaining a business. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Sink or swim and I'm not going to sink. So (laughs) no, neither of us are. No. Well, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. We are talking all about being a working mom and really how we handle all of the challenges that come with it. So let's talk about that aspect of it first. Let's talk about what your most challenging aspect of being a working mom is. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that this comes from a lot of working moms, moms in general, I'm sure. But um, for me, uh, there's some working mom guilt a little bit, you know, with, um, you know, being away from the kids and is that a positive thing for that day? Or, you know, I'm feeling guilty about it that day or um, just the difficulty that it makes um, either on my own personal, like I said, guilt, or um, even just like my day-to-day, like what changes in my schedule and trying to um, kind of balance all of that. Uh, I had sick kids just recently and it wiped out two full work days for me. And, you know, and then I had guilt because I wasn't at work. So I guess guilt kind of goes all the way around for me when it comes to um, that, that big challenge of working and being a mom. Yeah, I, I get that. I I think that we all feel that to some extent. Um, and mine is sort of related. I think my biggest challenge is in setting boundaries when it comes to where does work end and home begin? Where do I set down my work and pick up with my family and with my kids and kind of find a balance between the two? And I think something that exacerbates that challenge is the fact that I do work from home quite a bit. And So there's a a bit of a blurred line when it comes to where is my workspace, where is my home space, and how do I not get those lines crossed all of the time? Right. Well, I think it's just natural that it does cross for us, especially 
with phones and technology and being so accessible to both your kids and your work all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's talk about the more fun side. Let's talk about our biggest strengths when it comes to being a working mom. So what's yours? You know, this one really stumped me. Um, you know, when I thought about it originally, it was that um, that my kids will see me working um, and that hopefully uh, they will then have something instilled in them to want to, to be hard workers. Um, and so I, I guess that's probably... I don't know if that's even a strength necessarily, but I feel like it's a positive um, that comes out of me being a working mom is that I'm just going to um, to put myself into my work and hope that my kids see that uh, as something positive and beneficial for themselves to strive to be uh, in the future. And I hope that then they also see that I am, um, you know, coming home and spending time with them and having, uh, you know, the, the confidence of still having this home life is a balance to that. So I, I hope that that is coming across as a strength. I, I want it to be. <laughs> How about you? what kind of strength do you feel like you have as a working mom? Yeah, I would say my biggest strength is in prioritizing. And this is one that has come a long way and I still still feel like I have a long way to go with it. But I think looking back at the progress that I've made, I'm really proud of the fact that I've now kind of figured out what are the opportunities that I can say no to so that I can put my family first and so that I'm not choosing work over family life and over my kids. And then with the things that I do say yes to, finding space for them that's not interfering with the rest of my life. And that has meant saying no very, very often, which is something that I've never been good at, especially in a professional capacity. But I'm actually enjoying it more. <laughs> it's, it's really kind of nice to, to be able to look at something from all sides and then decide, you know, this is going to take away from what I'm already doing and from that precious time that I have with my family. So this is a no. Yeah. And I, I'm continuously working on that. And I feel like there is a ways to go. But I would say right now, that's a big strength of mine. Yeah, it was so empowering to say no sometimes. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it really does. It feels good to be confident enough that that we can tell, uh, you know, a, a new gig that is maybe approaching us or whatever, something that might take away from that, that family time to be able to say no and be good with that. And it is um, scheduling and um, prioritizing things uh, is a very big um, thing in the forefront of my mind when I am making choices for the week or making choices for the month. So that's, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about our working mom. Hats. Yes. This is ex <laughs> this is going to be the fun part. <laughs> I know. I know. Now I feel like some of mine aren't like rocket science. They're kind of basic, but I think that we bring some some unique perspective to a lot of how we do things. Uh, when it comes to work and home. So yeah. why don't you go first and talk about your first hack? All right. Um, well, my first hack has to do with food. Um, I feel like in general, my family very much requires a lot of nutrition to keep us going, <laughs> which I know, again, this is something that everybody knows, but um, 
we need to have a plan in place for meals, whether that is um, what's going to go in the crock pot on which day of the week, um, meal prepping a little bit on the on the weekends or like putting a weekday night aside to do that, cutting vegetables, anything that will help kind of have more of a grab and go. Um, washing all of the grapes. I don't know about you, Rachel, but I get obsessive about washing the grapes and I have to be able to have them to grab that. And that's a long task for me. <laughs> Um, so what else? Um, having on the fly meal options available. Um, one of our go-tos would be like a frozen pizza, but we buy the really cheap, like $2.50 pizza and then deck it out. So we put all the toppings on it that we want. So it's this really quick meal that is affordable and fast that our family all likes. And then, um, oh, my favorite would be, uh, I don't like to grocery shop. It's hard to do on a weekend. Um, I don't want to leave the family or take the family with me to go grocery shopping. So we use Shipped, uh, which is like a grocery delivery service. I know I've talked about it briefly before on a podcast, um, but it has been like life-changing. I order all my groceries and my groceries magically come to the house um, and it's it's fabulous. But again, all of that planning and meal prep and stuff, I then know exactly what I need to shop for. I put it in my shipped app and then it delivers to my house and then I'm also not impulse shopping. So um, it's just all around pretty pretty fabulous. But yeah, we have to plan our meals. My family gets really hangry if we do not plan our meals. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling. Yes, this is something that I am continuously working to get better with. I am not a good cook, uh, per se. (laughs) I'm I'm good at putting food together that is nutritious, but yet my kids will still eat it. That's Um, hard. It's harder. It is. It's real hard. It is. It is a challenging combo. Um, But I feel like I have more of a challenge when it comes to what my husband and I will eat because we eat later than the kids. He usually comes home after they're done eating dinner. They like to eat early. So I'm my goal this year or maybe in 2019 <laughs> will be to to do more of that meal planning, especially when it comes to like our adult meals. And then maybe eventually we'll all four eat together. Yeah, so. yep. <laughs> we try really hard to make one meal and then have a couple like adaptable ideas that are more kid friendly, but you're almost tricking them that to, to think that they're still eating the same meal as us. Like we made um uh, squash soup this past weekend and it was delicious but the kids are like oh my gosh no no squash so we made chicken noodle soup like Campbell's chicken noodle soup on the side and then spooned the squash soup into it and mixed it around so that they thought they were still eating Campbell's chicken noodle soup <laughs> that is brilliant but we knew that they were at least getting a little bit of the squash soup as well and they did right. they all ate it every single one of them and no complaints they just thought that we had squash soup and that they didn't <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I have a lot to learn from you because <laughs> I know how good you are when it comes to meal prep and meal planning. It's one of my favorite things. All right. So, yeah. Rachel, what's your first hack that you're going to talk about? All right. Well, my first hack is technology-related, and I think I've shared on the podcast before that I am just not good at paper planners. I'm always start with the best of intentions, but I usually end up ditching it within a week or two. I am on my computer and on my phone so often that I really do like to have my schedule and my calendar right in front of me in those places. 
And so I have found that the best way to organize my schedule and my work tasks and basically the whole layout for my week um, is with Trello. And this is um, a free software app and I lay out my current week. Each day of the week has its own list. And then within that list, I have cards for each item that I have to do that day. And honestly, I break everything down. So from, you know, making a phone call to recording a song to a podcast recording appointment to picking up my kids, every single thing that I need to get done for the day is on that list. And I do that every Sunday night. I sit down with my Trello board and I plan out my entire week. I write everything down so that I know going into that week that if something comes up or somebody wants to schedule something with me, I have everything already written out. And I also include the times that all of those things need to happen. And I put it in priority order. So like from morning to evening. And this just helps me stay organized. It helps me stay on task, especially on days when I am working from home and I really do need to be on top of my schedule and what needs to get done. This is what I have found works really well for me. It sounds like it. You definitely have quite a system in place. I I kind of joke because I'm more like the paper planner person, but it sounds just like um, post-it notes a little bit, which I could yeah. I could get on board with. I could get on board with that. It is. And the best part, because I know the best part about post-it notes is like crossing the thing off or just dumping it yes. in the garbage. <laughs> uh, with the Trello cards, I have a, a done list at the end of my board. So every time I complete a task, I drag that card over <laughs> into the done list. And it's such a sense of accomplishment, yes. even if it's like, you know, writing an email. It's like, done. Yeah. Yes. One more thing crossed off the <laughs> Anytime list. Anytime you can cross something out or put it in the trash, it feels good. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to your next hack. Okay, so this one is one that everyone has their own approach to. Uh, it would be technology. It's definitely a struggle. Um, and with my kids, I have found that we have to have a routine for technology. This way, they know the expectation of when the television may be on and when it absolutely will not be on. Um, same with uh, video game time. My son has a Nintendo DS, which is a little handheld one. He still has to ask permission to use it. It's not just free for all in his room or anything. Um, but we definitely have a routine and have found that we have to stick to that routine. So my daughter, Madeline, she loves television shows. The girl movies and, you know, super monsters on Netflix and how to train a dragon, like all, she loves these shows. It wakes up and it's the first thing she says, but she knows that if it's a weekday where I work, it's off the table. We're not turning it on after breakfast. We also um, do not turn the television on after dinner anymore. We had to make that a firm rule just recently because we were finding that Madeline was trying to get done with dinner faster to try to get to the television to watch something on TV. Um, and so we just had to make these hard lines with when the television may be on or may not be on. We also... we. Um, 
definitely like for Aiden, he knows that he's allowed to have video game time um, on like the Saturday and Sunday mornings. He can wake up and he can start playing his DS and that is fine. Um, But it is not allowed during the weekdays because it just is a distraction and takes away. Um, But really finding that routine and making that hard schedule that that is not bendable for when they can and cannot um, do anything with technology has worked so well. It also has let Aiden have a very clear homework time at the end of the day, um, which then also kind of transfers over to the little ones as we play Play-Doh and do homework, quote unquote, um, with coloring books or whatever else, scissors. Um, it just has really helped uh, kind of get rid of the fight that we have over technology with children. I love this. And I feel like it's something that I want to enforce eventually because right now, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no, depending on what's going on, depending how behavior has been. So it kind of fluctuates. And luckily at this point, my kids are kind of just like, eh, whatever about TV for the most part. And they're not into video games quite yet. So I know we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's that's a great tip. Yeah. Cool. All right. Your next one. Okay. So I think we'll go with systematizing for my next hack. And basically this is just getting every single part of our day down to a science so that we know exactly how things are going to run, exactly what needs to happen in each part of the day. And For the most part, this is when it comes to my kids. So especially mornings when we know we need to get dressed and brush teeth and eat breakfast and get all of our things and get out the door and I need to make lunch and make sure that everything is signed and put in folders. And this is not an easy task and it's one that I've really had to kind of hone in this school year as we've gotten used to having more responsibilities in the morning and having more things on that checklist. So being able to kind of have like a schedule and know, okay, when do the kids need to be up by? At what time do they need to be sitting at the breakfast table? At what time do we need to be getting everything into book bags has really helped kind of streamline that entire process. And then the same goes for the afternoon for Parker, making sure that he gets his homework done on homework days and that, um, Everything is kind of completed in the order that it needs to be so that we fit everything in during that time before dinner and bath and bed and all of that. So really just getting everything down to a science, I feel like has helped my sanity, but it's also (laughs) helped. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Yes. Your sanity is important. Uh (laughs) It is important because if my sanity goes, then everything Uh goes. just the way it works. <laughs> I, as you were talking about it, I just had this, this like, even when you're, like, you're off by five minutes, like five minutes doesn't seem like much, but it's like all of a sudden that five minutes, it starts to wear on me internally. And I'm like, okay, I have to catch up on this or I'm going to lose it inside of my mind. So it just, yes, I get, I get what you mean. It has to be, oh, it's yeah. a science, five minutes, six minutes. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. It can throw off your whole morning or your whole afternoon. Exactly. And I'm, I'm pretty militant about it at this point, but it helps with the kids mm-hmm. knowing exactly what comes next and how much time they have for each 
part of that chunk of time. Yeah, I'm sure as Parker is getting older, he's got more responsibilities of his own in that. So this might leak over into my next hack, I guess. But for Aiden, he's got his own checklist of things that he has to do in the morning that are his responsibility because he is of the age where, like, yes, he brushes his own teeth and he gets his glasses on and he loads his backpack and makes sure his lunch is in there and his water bottles filled up. You know, he's got his own tasks. Um, and so uh, one of the things that we have found works the best for Aiden, who's in second grade, so he's seven, um, is he handwrites his own checklists for things that are needed. So he has his handwritten morning checklist that he goes through to make sure that he's got everything completed. And at one point in the morning, my, I'll hear Dave say to him, Aiden, where's your list? And he gets his list out and he starts going through it. And it saves us so much because as they become more independent, you have to find a way to still keep them on task. Um, as you're moving through it. I mean, you know, Madeline and Riley are still young enough that you have to kind of, I have to push them through the morning routine in order to do um, anything on time. Uh, but for the, the kids as they get older, it's like you have to have something in place for them to be um, kind of, like you said, militant in uh, keeping that schedule going uh, without um, having to kind of pester and repeat yourself over and over. I would say we're still at the pester and repeat stage. <laughs> I don't know if it ever <laughs> goes away, really. but <laughs> Yeah. But no, I love that because then it gives them a sense of ownership over their responsibilities. And they've got their list written in their handwriting, which kind of gives them the chance to check those things off. So once we kind of get to that point where Parker's able to do more of those things on his own and I'm not necessarily having to do some of those things for him – I'm definitely going to use that because that's so smart. Yeah. Like Keep that. you on track. Keep them on track. <laughs> yeah. Both. Both, both. <laughs> All right. Well, I just kind of added one in there. So what's your next hack? All right. So my next hack is, again, not the most amazing, brilliant idea on earth. But for me, it's something relatively new and something that's been a game changer for me personally, and that is splitting kid duties with my husband. Mm. And I will preface this by saying that Zach, my husband, has always been a very hands-on parent. He takes care of a lot of the things uh, for home, for um, our household and our finances and all of that. But with his work schedule being the way that it is, he is often gone in the afternoons until um, – just a little bit before the kids go to bed. And in the mornings, he goes and does his workout really early. So I do kind of the morning stuff, but then he does the transportation. So I've always kind of handled that. And up until recently, I was also handling most of the bedtime routine. And I was doing it only because I have always done it that way. And I've always, you know, just thought, okay, well, this is the way it goes. And then Zach would kind of do things as I needed them to be done. But uh, at the start of the school year, I kind of just laid it out there and I was like, you know what? I need you to do this whole bedtime thing. Like I'm home with the kids from the time that I pick Parker up from school and feed them dinner until Zach gets home. And I felt like he needed a little bit of extra quality time with them. And I needed some time just to kind of recuperate after <laughs> the tornado yeah. of after school time. Mm -hmm. 
And that is that provides both for us. So after dinner and after we've kind of hung out as a family for a little bit, he has a whole bedtime routine with the kids from brushing teeth, going to the bathroom, taking a bath, getting dressed. They watch a little video together and then he does uh, goodnight songs with them and puts them to bed. And it's been great for them to have that extra bonding time, but it's also been amazing for me because I can either wrap things up in the kitchen or just chill out on the couch and like make myself some dinner. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not anything brilliant that nobody's ever thought of before, but for our family, it's been really amazing for everyone. Yeah, no, I can agree 100%. Um, Dave and I, uh, don't necessarily split like, you know, he does bedtime or I do, um, anything else, uh, that specific, but when we're both home, I feel like the tag team that we do is, um, is, is pretty much split 50, 50, you know, in the morning we kind of know that he's getting breakfast ready. I go in, I get the girls up. He's already gotten Aiden cued to get dressed. So I'm getting the girls up, get them dressed. I send them out to him and then he gets them breakfast and then I can get ready the rest of the way that I need to in the morning before I come out and get everything in the backpacks. And then, um, he takes Aiden to school sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's me. It just depends on the day of the week pretty much. Um, and then same thing with bedtime. We have like, uh, kind of this tag team constant thing where, you know, I, I get Riley in her jammies cause she's the easy one. And then I pass her off to him and I get Madeline cause Madeline doesn't want anybody but me to do it right now, get her in her jammies. And by the time that's done, you know, Riley's already got her teeth brushed and she's sitting on the couch reading books. And then it's like right through with Madeline and usually right along the way, Aiden's doing what he needs to do. Um, and we all meet on the couch for books. We do our books at the end of the day together. And then it's pretty much right then tag teaming so that we're all good night good night good night <laughs> with all of us um and it is it is so wonderful to to have that other person that can kind of help um in knowing when to say like hey um I need I need you to take eight take Aiden to school today or I need you to do this so that it takes it off my plate um it it's amazing how that how that really, really, uh, is beneficial. And like you said, it's not necessarily that something someone has never thought of, um, to tag team those tasks with your family, but it is very important. I also, when I think about this, when I think about when, um, Aiden was one and I was single parenting it, um, it was just me and Aiden and, uh, we did live with my mom for a while. So I, I uh, had my mom, but you know, having anybody that you think of to say, Hey, like, do you mind doing this for me? Um, so even if you are a single parent out there, making sure that you, um, that you aren't afraid to ask somebody for help when it comes to taking your kid to school, maybe, or picking them up, um, anything that might just help, uh, ease your, ease your burden a little bit. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I a hundred percent agree. And that's something that has always been really difficult for me is asking for help. I've just always had this feeling like, okay, I'm the super mom that can, <laughs> you know, do the work and do all the things with the kids and do all the things around the house. And for a long time, up until really like last year, I had a hard time asking for help, whether it was from my mom or from my mother-in-law or from my husband. 
But then I would start to feel a little bit resentful at times, like, why aren't you helping me? You should just know where I need help and which areas to kind of jump in on. And my husband just finally laid it out. And he's like, you you just tell me what you need me to do. I'm happy to do anything that will take a little bit of stress off of you, but just tell me. And so now I have no problem telling him and it works out beautifully. Yeah. People can't read our minds as much as we think they can or should be able to. (laughs) They just can't read our minds. (laughs) So frustrating. (laughs) All right. Let's share your next hack. Yeah. Okay. So this is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, It's also because we are music therapists that this one probably – works for me so well, but um, it's that music learning for me professionally or personally um, is a family affair. So if I need to learn new music for early childhood, if I'm writing a song, if I'm um, learning a song to do at a gig, I just start singing and the kids, they start coming. And next thing you know, we have really this kind of family jam going on. And it's also that way in the car. You know, they know that if I get in the car and I put a certain song on that I'm singing, they will just join right in. Um, and it, it's just really turned into this fun bonding family affair for learning music for me. Um, and really the kids are learning all of this music too, which is amazing. If I start singing a song, I can hear Aiden like the next room over singing along with me. He knows exactly what the song is by me playing the opening chord progressions. He just like, he's that on it, but it's just so much fun, um, for me to be able to not only, be learning something that I need to or that I want to, um, but then to be bonding with the kids over it, having them sit with me at the piano or um, playing instruments along or whatever it would be. So that's one of my favorite things to do. That is such a fun perk of our job. I love that. And I do the same thing. All of my um, practices and my music learning time is really shared with my kids. And for the most part, it works out great. They love to learn new songs, but then sometimes I'll kind of get derailed because then they'll start throwing in their requests. I had my guitar out <laughs> the other day. I was preparing for um, a gig that I played over the weekend, and I had these specific songs that I really needed to practice. And my daughter's coming over, and she's shouting out the songs that she wants me to play. <laughs> so I really had to explain it to my three-year-old. Oh, honey, like I need to play these songs, and then if I get through all of these – then we can play those other ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's so fun. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of fun. That's a great hack. Yeah. All right, your next one. All right, so my next one also has to do with music. And this is something that I never expected, but back in 2009, maybe, I wrote a cleanup song. And this was not specifically meant for my kids because I did not have kids at the time. <laughs> But I wrote it because, you know, the the uh, traditional clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere song I felt like was really played out. Even me not having kids, I was sick of it. <laughs> and so I wanted something a little bit more peppy, a little bit more upbeat and something that older kids can enjoy too. So I wrote this clean up time song and it was on the studio album that I recorded. So it's got this really great like beat to it and it's really fun and I just started introducing it to my kids when my son was around two and he could finally start cleaning up a little bit on his own. And ever since, 
that is how I get my kids to clean up. They are not typically like the kind of kids that rush into action when you tell them to clean up their mess. But if I turn on this song, they are ready. It's magic. Are, it is. It is a magic song. And I blast it through our Bluetooth speaker and it'll just go over and over and over again, sometimes like 10 or 12 times before the whole house is cleaned up. And my husband still thinks I'm nuts because he's like, really? You're going to just keep playing it? I'm like, hey, they're cleaning. It's working. I'm going to go with it. Right. So that is my, I think, probably number one hack for keeping my house clean. I'm the kind of person that hates having a lot of clutter everywhere and I need a clean environment, especially at the end of the day or like on a Monday morning. I love to get the kids out the door and have a nice clean slate to work with when I'm working from home. So yeah, clean up time. That's my that's my top hack. Yeah, well, I need to listen to this song. I need to, to <laughs> try it out, test it out with my kids because cleaning up is – you know, I need a number one hack for keeping my house clean, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you walk through my living room right now, it's it's kind of a landmine. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to try that and to listen to that song. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's my song specifically because I'm the one singing it and I'm their mom. So it's extra <laughs> motivational. But I don't know. There's just something about it. So I'll share a link to yes. it in the show notes for this episode so that Everybody else can go give it a try themselves. Yes. I want to hear I want to hear from everybody how it works. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Um, cool. All right. Well, do you want to share one last hack before we wrap up this episode? I know we could probably go on and on. Yes. Okay. So this is um, – well, I guess I'm just going to say what it is. My hack would be called Laundry Party. Um, I know that you know how laundry, you have four, you have a family of four, I have a family of five, like laundry can get to be insane. Um, I do laundry on the weekends, I don't like to do it piecemeal all week, I'll forget about something and then it'll end up, I have to wash it again anyways. So um, I'm a Saturday, Sunday laundry person and I pretty much do it. I don't mind, I like folding laundry, I like washing laundry, I like the smell of it, I like having fresh clean stuff, Um, but sometimes it gets backed up, like actually getting it put away gets really backed up and then it'll always end up in baskets in our bedroom or in our living room um, or whatever and when that happens, that's when I dub that that day we are having laundry party and I just tell it to the family. I've even had my mom when she's over, I'm like, guess what? You're here and we're doing laundry party. And my mom's kind of like, what? And the kids are excited. And it's just because we um, turn some music on and we just put all the laundry away. There's really nothing that exciting about it, but we make it exciting and involve all the kids. So whether it's, um, having them open their drawers up for me to put stuff in it or having them sort socks or having them pull laundry from one basket to another or whatever it would be. Like we are going to, by the time laundry party is done, have every piece of laundry in our house hung up, put in a drawer, put away in the baskets where they need to be. And ideally then all of the stuff in the house is clean um, and done and I don't have to think about it for a week. (laughs) I know it's not that long, but for another week, I don't have to think about laundry and I feel so happy when the house is clean and everything is put away. That is the best feeling ever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a total like piecemeal laundry person. I do laundry probably every day. Like you, I also enjoy laundry, but I kind of use it as my 
like content consumption time. So I will listen to podcasts or I will listen to um, audible books and just kind of like get that listening time in where I'm really focused on what I'm listening to. And it's kind of a nice break throughout the day to like go get the laundry, which sounds kind of funny, but like today, for example, today's a Monday that we're recording this and I've been recording songs all morning. And that means sitting at my desk in front of the computer and uh, it's a lot of work on your brain when you're recording and coming up with instrumentals and recording vocals. So every hour I'll go downstairs and I'll change out the laundry and I'll fold and I'll put stuff, um, I'll put sheets back on the bed. So it kind of breaks up my work day, which is a nice thing to do when you're working from home. Yeah. And Again, it's like one of those things where the lines get blurred a little bit and you're like, okay, I'm doing housework, but I'm also doing work work. But for me, it it works. So I, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. But if at some point I realize that I don't want to do laundry every single day, I might have to go for this laundry party. That sounds like fun. It works. It really does. And I feel really good when it's all done. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the best feeling. Yeah. Well, I know that we both have more hacks to share, so I'm kind of thinking maybe we'll have to have a part two of our working mom hacks. Oh, that's a good idea. Very good idea. Something to look forward to. If you have any working mom hacks to add to our list, share them with us. You can do that in the comments of the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com or email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel Rambach and at Listen Learn Music. And you can find Jamie there as well at HG Music Therapy. As always, I'm so grateful that you took some time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll share it with a friend and leave a rating and review. We'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.